two things. I uh, don't know what I what I'll call it. Something is uh, is something I want to share with you. And uh, I I have a, a verse of scripture that um, that I always want to start off with. And um, it's from the First Chronicles three and five. First Chronicles chapter three verse five. And these were born to him in Jerusalem. Shabab, Nathan, and Solomon. speaking about the children of David. And again it says, these were born to him in Jerusalem. And gave the name of four people. And we are familiar with one of them, Solomon, uh, perhaps more than So it has to do with black history, and uh, I, I wanted to share just a few things. 
But just along with uh, black history, uh, it also, uh, I think, is important for us to recognize how God lifts up everyone, male or female, child, or a mature person. And sometimes in our interpreting of stories, we are somewhat biased against certain people. And um, as I speak about Bathsheba today, uh, those are one of the people, as we would say in our modern lingo, uh, sometimes get a, a bad rap. saved by the grace of God and it doesn't mean that once we have sinned everything about us is sinful and we thank God for Jesus and for God has having mercy and compassion on all of us I, 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 I wanted to also mention that the names of, of, of the same people are not spelled the same way or not pronounced the same way and there are good reasons for that sometimes it has to do with the region that the person came from sometimes it has to do with the dialect you know and other times it's just how the writer, in this case, Chronicles, preferred to to call that person uh, for one reason or the other. Uh, again, uh, verse 5, and these were born to him that lived in Jerusalem, Shimei, Shabbat, Nathan, as a, a, a Hebrew person and Shua, obviously the name that 
has some religious connotation. But what we read in other parts of the Bible by Sheba, those renderings are probably and most likely more relating to ethnicity. Ending of Bathsheba denotes and connotes uh, ethnicity. Uh, where a person was from, where a person family, where a person ancestry came from. Let me pause here a wee bit. Um, to say that there are two Hebrew characters. We, we try to refrain from saying uh, letters in the alphabet because it's probably not a good uh, description of, of all the, the characters that uh, that the Hebrew uh, language is written in. There are two characters, two symbols, which we will call letters in the alphabet, that are somewhat like our T, T, our T. But Hebrew being a Semitic language and as guttural pronunciation, that is, um, some letters are pronounced from the throat, you know, from the throat, call it uh, guttural. And so of the two T, one of them is uh, pretty much very close to our T. But the other one is a guttural T. The one is tall and the other one is tet. Tet is more like a guttural sound. Um, frequently we put an H in our alphabet, the H after that T, when it's guttural, and when it's not guttural, we don't, we just leave it looking like our T. So I want to mention that because uh, for two reasons. First of all, the H has no real meaning in English except. Is telling us it's a it's a guttural sound. It's from the T that has a guttural sound to it. Pronounced kind of in the throat. So don't let the T H sound for y'all. A lot of the feminine words in Hebrew ends with that 
good old song and with that T song, that's just N and T song. So that's the difference between Bar Mitzvah, which would be for a man, and Bat Mitzvah, which would be for a woman. So a lot of time we look at words and and well not a lot of time when we're reading Hebrew, when we're speaking Hebrew, um, the feminine ending uh, for the most part would end in our T sound. In fact, we could translate Bath as daughter, daughter, a feminine person, and Sheba, we probably are somewhat familiar with from the story of the Queen of Sheba. So she's a daughter of these people that we know as Sheba. Now, we don't have to, you know, make great claims to, uh, you know, that this was a dark-skinned person and stuff like that. Uh, that's kind of, the Bible is not really going there because the Bible is mainly about, uh, anyhow, uh, Mediterranean, Middle Eastern, uh, Mesopotamian, and African people. Uh, so, so that's you know, you know, Sheba. Many believe is in the southern part of the Arabian Peninsula today, Yemen. That's not absolutely certain. Uh, they believe that. Shebans are Ethiopian, but the thing is that Ethiopia has as generally um, talked about in the Bible, Misraim, Misraim, involved more than the country of Ethiopia that we know today. Uh, it would involve many, many, many parts of, of Africa, Africa uh, and as I was sharing this morning the sermon some of you might uh, uh, remember uh, that involved you know the Kush, the people of Kush um, so the, the, the Sheba would be one of those uh, in, the, in the time of, of David very large uh, group very large nation of people living somewhere in Africa, maybe even what we call today Arabia, but more likely uh, in areas that we that are Africa today. You know, the reason why I'm going through all of that, and I'm sorry, if, you know, if I kind of you know belabor it, I, I, that's not my intention, because I want to get to. Again, uh, some of these things I've spoken in the past in different sessions and sermons and teachings and writings. I wanted to get back to Bath Sheba herself. 
recently uh, I, I, I spoke uh, about um, about um, the fact that um, there is a little bit more to the story of David and Bathsheba that needs to hide. And I, I think just about every scholar would agree that Bathsheba was probably under the law or the jurisdiction of the law whereby if a Hebrew soldier went to battle, he had to have a kind of a divorce set up that according to the law that if the husband should die in battle that the, the, um, there would be compensation for the widow of that soldier. So they may have been, you know, some, I know it's strange to us, but some uh, agreement that most soldiers had that they technically, when the husband, in this case, Uriah, the Hittite, you know, another one of those large um, uh, groups of people living in Africa, uh, I'm sure that he loved his wife uh, by Sheba and that he wanted to provide for her so he would technically have this kind of divorce. Now some of you might say, well, all of that work. Well, when he comes back, if he's alive, the marriage becomes, is restored. But if you can read it up, if, you know, and, and, and the ins and out of it, it's quite common. Uh, and it was quite common in those days, uh, specifically, to have this kind of arrangement. And what I was really trying to say was, see, that's strange. Uh, today, if your husband go to war and he dies, so the, the wife is entitled to, uh, to all that, that, you know, that he, you know, uh, that her husband has more or less. But this is a different world. The time of David and Bathsheba, the laws were different. And there were reasons for that, the reason in a, in a world dominated by men, by fathers and uncles and brothers and so forth. It's a different world. And a uh, woman would literally have to be, there's no social safety net or anything like that. So women literally have to be somewhat destitute. If you, that's kind of the thinking behind it. considered, uh, uh, you know, they hear to anything, and so forth and so on, entitled to some kind of uh, assistance, so to speak, not from the government, but to the families, and so forth and so on. So, it makes the story of adultery uh, a little bit more tempered. Um, there's evidence that David may have gone about it the wrong way, he may have used his position as a king to kind of force this upon this lady. There could have been alternative that David could have had. So, it, it, you know, it's, it, 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 in the Bible, it is understood that what he did was a sin. Not so much the fact that he, 
you know, that you did the wrong thing in terms of adultery, because it would have been adultery on her part in the truest sense. But then David kind of forced the issue by making it more convenient for Uriah to be killed in battle. In fact, that explained why it was so important for, for him to die. Not so much that he was trying to hide it from him, because he was the king. And kings in those days could go and take anybody's wife. And uh, period. Uh, this way of his trying to justify it. But you saw the ancestry list of the children of David and Solomon was one of them from David and Bathsheba. And then we are familiar, most of us, but the wonderful, wonderful, beautiful, romantic, oh, story of Solomon and the Queen of Sheba. I want to emphasize here that you could see why the attraction, the affinity, and everything else was uh, pretty strong between the Queen of Sheba and between Solomon. Solomon's mother is a descendant she is Sheba. Her name is Bat Sheba. That's, I think, fairly clear. But here again we have a diminishing understanding of history, not only of, of, of Bat Sheba, who's kind of made to be this common adulterer. But you also have that with the Queen of Sheba. The kingdom of Sheba from all historical references was a much more powerful kingdom than that in which uh, Solomon was ruling. If you look carefully, traveling thousands of miles, this queen to go from Sheba, this Sheban queen, going up to Jerusalem to really have a business meeting, a diplomatic meeting with Solomon, two of the main and powerful leaders of nations of that particular time. But like I said, the Sheba were even much stronger than the Israelites. But it's obvious what's happening if one takes a closer look at what was happening at this time, that this had to do with trade. First of all, the Sheban had a great reputation for many, many, many years 
the trade line. And one of the assets that they had, and why they became such great traders, and why uh, making connection with them was so important was the fact that they owned a large fleet of ships for trading. Israel, a typical landlocked country, did not have any shipping industry per se. But many years ago, uh, and if we read the scripture carefully, we knew that Solomon did a lot of trading. But he did it over land. By horses, uh, many years ago, uh, they excavated one of the mine stables of Solomon horses that were used for trading. So it makes all the sense in the world to me that they were hooking up all this little romantic thing and all that other stuff, well, I guess that became part of whatever. But the whole important thing, they wanted to meet up. She bringing all this wealth of impressed Solomon, and he's reciprocating. But her position is no less. She's not a lesser person than Solomon. In fact, she's the equal person at the table in the negotiation, in the bargaining, in the drawing up a treaty. One controls the ocean of trade, the other one controls the ocean of trade over land. What a getting together, a sharing, a uniting, that was, it was meant to really make the two nations, somebody of African descent from their mother, and this African nation and this Middle Eastern nation, controlling great wealth coming from trade on land and by sea. So not only we should be careful not to diminish Bathsheba for reasons that I proposed before, but we have to be careful that we don't diminish her, you know, uh, a country person, and Bathsheba descendant, descendant, and Solomon getting together and understand that both of them were powerful people. So, was Solomon, for sure was Bathsheba, 
and that girl saying, many regards. I mean, uh, the Queen of Sheba, and I dare say, in many regards, the Queen of Sheba had control, more trade, and was more powerful than Solomon. I have preached and taught in this over the years in the sense of people coming together and unite. And and we share more of history than we may want to admit. And uh, women in particular should not be uh, made smaller, so to speak, or less important or less powerful simply because the woman. And so I wanted to share that again this afternoon. I went into more specifics than I have done in any sermon or any any teaching. And I, I pray that we have been blessed by it. Hallelujah. Amen. I really would like to uh, to open this up to questions and 